everybody welcome to Take the Black React, the special edition of Take the Black Live. Myself, yes. Dan Selke, editor of Wimscoming.net, and Josh Hill, editor of Fansetter.com, walk you through the latest Game of Thrones stuff. Each of the six final episodes of Game of Thrones will be here, recapping, discussing, oh, yeah. breaking them down. I want to hear from you, I want to hear from you, and I want to hear from you about what your opinions were. Josh, that was it. We still have no title for this episode, by the way. We don't. HBO is keeping things so close to the chest, it's basically inside it. We still don't have an, an, an episode title. I'm just really jacked up by how jacked up you are. Like, it's like, this is a drug for you, man. You're just, you're high on Game of Thrones right now. This is great. I mean, it's been, it's been almost two years, like two full years. By been. the way, hello, everybody. Hello, uh, everybody. Leanne, Lisa, Ismail, Jack, Candace, Karen, Leanne, Jacqueline. Leanne thinks too short. Jack Leanne says, wow, it's so good. Okay, let's get right to it. We have, hundred, we have about 200 people watching us. Hello, everybody out everybody. there. Let's just go with the first reactions. Josh, yes. what do you think? What did I think? Did I you think, think it was good? Did you think it was a good premiere? I was slightly underwhelmed by it. Tell me why. Why uh, are you underwhelmed? Well, I mean, because we're reading the books right now, and it reminded me a lot of like those chapters we've been going through where it's like we're setting the table for things to come. Which, which I mean, we, it is we, a premiere. Yeah, and we knew that that was going to happen, and I think it's kind of like a phantom menace effect where we're expecting so much because we've been waiting, like you said, for sure. so long for this to come back. I mean, that like now, 600 something days. Yeah. And like we were just saying it for the show went on, like the first words we hear are a eunuch joke, like which didn't necessarily <laughs> land, but that's kind of the tone of the episode for me was <laughs> we're expecting a lot. And we got a, a short episode, 54 minutes. That's not short. That's but not in, a lot in comparison like to what we've episodes. been told, we've been told we're going to get these massive episodes, these feature length episodes. That and was the one never out of the a guaranteed thing though. Is 54 minutes. But I, I enjoyed it though. Sure. It was just. I take it as a lot. personal offense that you didn't like it. I, or thought it was underwhelming. I actually really liked it. I liked it a lot. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, th- there was a, I thought it was a lot of rich stuff to dig into there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Game of Thrones has always been, it's never been all action all the time. It's, I, 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 I don't think it should be. I'm sure we're going to, believe me, we're going to get to that. Like, they have some huge stuff planned. There was solid moments in the episode. Like, the overall yes. episode was like, if I'm ranking these one through six at the end here, this is in the middle towards the end. But sure. there were solid moments in the episode. Hey, Julie, Pamela, Sharon, Yoli. I'm so glad some people are joining us. What was one moment that stood out to you? What, well, what, what's back in the start? Face? I mean, you, do you want to start with the dragons? Let's start with the, the dragons. Dragon ride? That was my favorite bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of of two minds because, like, fantasy characters riding dragons, they're, they're, there's a bit of a cheese factor to it. And is, isn't so weird that Kit Harrington was in a How to Train Your Dragon 3, like, not a couple of months ago, and now he's live action How to Train Your Dragon riding on a dragon? <laughs> a I think bit. it's kind of funny. But I mean, I couldn't help it. Like, they swept off, and I, I was kind <laughs> of swept away. Like, the, the cinematography yeah. was beautiful. The, I, I think they also, the music during that. Did you notice that? I did. That was a beautiful score. That's new. That's new from composer Raman Jawadi. Mm-hmm. That was some good stuff. Just, I was in it. I, I loved the panoramic shots. I loved the swooping. I felt John was scared. I liked how he was a little nervous about yeah. it and they were smirking back. I thought it was great. I thought it was a rush. And I mean, I think Game of Thrones can get away with that kind of sequence, even if it is a little like, like, a, like a little fan fiction-y, a like you're bit. gonna, the lovers are gonna ride dragons because the rest of it is so grounded. And also, oh God, Okay, well, I asked more thoughts, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts on it, I think it's important because it's going to, to me, after what we saw from the rest of the episode, the thing that it set the table for was that's probably the last happy moment that John's going to have. Exactly. That's what I was thinking, fantastic. too. Fantastic. Really quick, uh, Sasha Phillips says that even Drogon is not down with the incest. Very true. <laughs> that Drogon was looking at him, was angry. That was adorable. That was good. I like that. Drogon knew. Drogon knows. Why, why are you having know. sex with your relatives? 
Well, he didn't know at the time, but we got to that. But that's to the point of that's the last happy moment that John's going to have before everything just completely goes off the rails. Because then later in the episode, he's dealing with, oh my God, Ned lied to me my entire life. And he's the that's most noble intense. man that I've ever known. And it turns out I'm going to have to go toe-to-toe with my girlfriend slash sister now. So, out. Yeah. Aunt, not sister. Aunt, whatever. I mean, like... It's, oh, it's not whatever. We have to get this right. You know how the Game of Thrones fans are like? No, you get the No, I know what incest right. is like. And if you're related, I don't care what you, <laughs> what you call it. It is gross. And if a dragon can point it out, that's where we're at. But that was, that's what was cool about that to me, because it was the last... Everything is going to hell for John now. And that's kind of... He was in this childlike joy. Like you said, he was scared. He was nervous. But then he was happy. And it was this whole thing. It definitely was like a joyful moment in this kind of show. It doesn't have a whole lot of them. And the scene afterwards where they made out in front of a, a, a waterfall was, well, again, definitely very, um, you know, r- romance novel. But, I mean, it's saved by Drogon being jealous. Mm-hmm. And, again, the fact that definitely they are being happy so they can kill it later. Yeah. I, and I thought they foreshadowed that in a number of ways. I mean, obviously we have the big okay, you're in love, well, the Northerners don't like Daenerys, and also, you're related, and you're the actual heir to the Iron Throne. Obviously, that's going to come up. a lot to unpack. I thought this more, I, I like the more subtle bits, though. I liked when um, Varys, uh, Tyrion, and Davos were talking mm. about, um, you know, maybe after the war is done, these two can get together and uh, rule happily ever after, maybe. And yeah, you saw, you saw this too? Yep. I, I, I really liked it. Varys was talking about, I don't know, old people versus young people. And just said, like, and he just looked in the camera and just said, that, uh, John Cuts the truth, nothing lasts. And I'm like, oh, if that is not a thematic underline, I don't know what is. Yeah. Fast forward to everything else that we saw in the episode. Like, I don't know. The, the dragon thing was cool because it was the closest that we're going to get to a walk in Central Park in a romantic movie in Game of Thrones. Like, that's what that scene was. But I appreciated the scene that you're talking about Davos, too. Like, hello. It's sure, a small moment in this episode of grand things happening. Every time we see him, that's good. But, no, th- nothing lasts. Like, this show has told us time and time again, mm-hmm. nothing lasts. So the fact that we're all attached to this John and Daenerys thing. I would be shocked beyond shocked if they make it past, if they make it to the end. There's What's no the way. episode? What episode are you putting? Over, under? Uh Four. I'll go three. Okay, fair enough. Three. Things have to come to a head here at some point. It's going to get rough. Oh, yeah. Okay, and I love it. What do you think about about Sam kind of like poking the bear? I thought it was good. Because Sam was was like, he's got it. Bran was like, you got to tell him. Like, it's time (laughs) that he knows. But Sam's got some ulterior motives going on here. You just found out that, you know, Danny cooked his father and his brother like that's and then he goes and he's like you're the king you're all the seven kingdoms not just in the north like he's got something going on there yeah it it is i mean uh, sam's always been a bit of a player like remember you know what's kind of funny there are a lot of callbacks to the episode Mm -hmm. so remember sam is the guy who originally argued for john to be lord commander of the night's watch back in the day like he did a stump speech for him okay he got him elected and here we are a few seasons later he's doing kind of the same thing but only it's king of the whole seven kingdoms it, it's it's circling back like that. I like that part. I thought John Bradley, who plays Sam, was pretty effective. Oh, it was great. I, yeah, I thought it was really good. Very strong. I, I was feeling it. 
I mean, and I, I like that whole scene. It makes sense that Jorah would introduce Daenerys to Sam. I like that Daenerys mm-hmm. was upfront about it. Like, yeah, I killed your father and brother. <laughs> we got something to discuss there, Sam. And, you know, Sam has always been a vulnerable, likable character, so it made sense that he would he would well up like that. And I like that. It, it gives the anger Sam... that came out of him too. Yeah, it was like oh, anger that good, came out man. of him. That was good. It, it gives Sam some edge. And then he, he backed down right edge. away because John came up and he like looked him straight in the other. There was that cool little scene where he's like walking mm-hmm. towards him and like Kit Harrington's like right. looking at him with his eyes in a certain way, and Sam just right back in wide-eyed and he's just you know, the turtle goes back into the shell I, but that was a really cool interaction and it was a highlight of an episode of reunions oh like utterly. so many reunions before we get to that really quick so do you what do you think how is is, is that going to progress so is john going to assert a claim against daenerys his girlfriend i mean like so now he knows that he's the heir to the iron throne yeah clearly sam knows too what okay here's something what if john doesn't want to tell anybody because you said like i didn't want to be king of the north i didn't want to be lord commander everybody keeps putting me in position of authority i just i bent the knee i'm happier this way but clearly sam wants it what if sam like leaks the info to somebody like sansa who also would be happy with a competitor to Benares being queen that's, and that's how it gets that's out. where i'm at i'm at because we're expecting this big big blowout between john and danny which is the that's the easy yeah, crush I, to I don't know about big blowout, but there's got to be some conflict. No, but we're expecting a conflict where it's yeah. going to be like, you're, you know, blah, 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 or whatever. Like, you're the, my aunt, and we both have to battle for the throne and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. When this entire show, I mean, Littlefinger's existence has been to just kind of be a weasel in the background and have a finger in every pie. And, mm, you know, Sam, not necessarily a bad character, not immune to emotion as we saw in this episode no. and not immune to maybe making a bad decision based off of that emotion which would I'm be not sure it's a bad decision telling sansa who also very emotional uh, she kind of throw some shade at danny that was cool oh that, that we got that would be my pick for best line by mm-hmm. the way was um <laughs> sansa asking in the in the the room what do dragons eat and daenerys saying whatever, <laughs> whatever they want, they want. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that, that was pretty good. If I had to pick best line, that would be my pick. I, we had somebody here say their favorite moment was the, uh, I've always had blue eyes, which fun. But I You think, said you didn't like that. You said that was too wordy. I went I to did. bat for that, and you shot me down. Well, we do it right here. I, I, I didn't like the joke at the beginning. I just, I don't no, know, too obvious. Um, I thought it, the, the, the other, I, 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 I've always had blue eyes joke is, cle- is more clever. Well, I don't know. Well, I, yeah. think, I think humor is all about the timing. I don't, you said I, humor I, can't I, be clever. fun. It was good. I thought it was too wordy to land. What was the best joke in the episode for you then? Um, John, you've ruined horses for me. <laughs> that was pretty no, good. Well, no, the best joke was probably Daenerys saying whatever they want. I thought that was great, which wasn't exactly a joke, but it was still made me laugh. Dark humor. Because the, There's true. some funny stuff. Um, I bet he turns into a mad queen, says Laura. Maybe. And it's we had someone blood. ask where Brienne was. We didn't... Brienne was in the episode. Mm-hmm. She was kind of... When everybody greeted people at the front... She never. She didn't have a line. Grey Worm Honey didn't have a line. Uh, Podrick wasn't around. Who else were we missing? That's about it. We had a lot of people in there. There's a lot to talk about. Um, what do you think of the opening? I loved the opening. Yeah. I loved. Um, it's a direct callback to the very first episode where Bran climbs up Winterfell to see King Robert's yeah. uh, procession approaching. Now this little rando kid climbing around. I loved it. I loved stuff like that. There was that, and then there was the callback at the end of the episode where. Th- 
Bran and Jamie mm-hmm. looking at each other. Another. And the look on Jamie's face when he realizes, because he turns around, he's like, who's this cripple? And it's like, oh, ah, boy. That was great. Oh, God. The look on Bran's face. Just like, what a, look on Bran's face? Bran has no look on his face. Bran did. is just dead-eyed, creepy important. little Ted Bundy kid. It's placid, and that's very different than what Jamie, than what Jamie was probably expecting. Another candidate well. for best line of the episode is Bran's... Um, Sam's like, what are you doing? I'm waiting for an old friend who is Jamie, we find at the end of the episode. I thought that was great. I loved that. That was uh, the funny part about that, too, is Jamie's like, oh, God, he's going to tell somebody. It's like, dude, you have no idea how much Bran knows. He's not. Like, that is, like, low on the power ranking of things <laughs> that he's going to say that he's learned over the course of this series. Yeah. That was I, great. That was a great bit of acting. It was. It was very good. It was great acting all around. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I, I think a lot of people could gave performances. Daenerys was good. John was good. Sam was really good. Oh, my God. What next? Do we want to talk about the reunions? Yes. Because there's a lot of them. Arya. Arya and Jon was tops. That was definitely the best one. Oh, that's so sweet, man. I liked that she Arya wasn't there to greet him. Mm-mm. It made sense that Arya wouldn't want like to do it in public. But then, of course, and again, another little payoff moment. How'd you sneak up on me? Mm-hmm. Like, she can sneak up on anybody. She's a, basically an assassin now. She's sneaky as hell. And the other good line, too, she's like, how do you survive a stab through the heart? And he's yeah. like, I didn't. Yeah, that's a good line. That's pretty good. And, oh, that hug was so good. Which, again, also call back to their hug in the second episode of the series. I'm mm-hmm. a big dork. I watch a lot of this show. Um, he, when he hugs her the exact same way, picks her up. It's a whole thing. That was totally a callback. I loved it. Very emotional. Arya, we didn't get a ton of her, but everything we got, I liked a lot. Well, she was Gendry, too. So. Yeah. Oh, actually, that, that, that whole first bit where everybody was walking by, it was Arya Stark, this is your life. Yeah. It was Jon Snow walks by, yep. <laughs> and Arya looks at him like all wistful. The Hound walks by, Arya looks at him, oh, crap, that guy again. Gendry walks by, she gets a little smile. Mm-hmm. It was Arya Stark, this is your life. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I really liked that bit a lot. All of the faces for the faceless assassin. Arya, Maisie Williams has the most expressive face she always has and mm-hmm. they put it to such good use oh, which yeah. is why it's ironic she plays like a placid faceless literally person so many layers in this show it is a lot of layers but she had three reunions she did john which, which was is good. great the hound which also was really good yeah and then that was funny that was funny. i like that the hound of course the hound would like see this person who's really important in his life and just call her a horrible <laughs> name and walk off that's yeah, of course he would. And, but it was like dripping with respect. It was like a weird, it was definitely like an Aria the Hound reunion. I was mm. into it. I liked that. And then was there some flirting with Aria and Gendry? It was are, absolutely. Are, are the shippers Milady Stark, a And then he just drops it to Milady. No. I was like, all right, I see you, Gendry. I see what you're doing. You don't know any other rich girls. Arya's really interesting because I think we saw her smile at episode more than we have in like the like past. A decade? Yes, it's like the first <laughs> season. So it, I'm, 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 I'm keeping a close eye on her. Yeah. Like, how do you reconcile being someone who's at one time gouged the eyes out of a dude and then stuffed his mouth and then slit his throat and, and then went on to poison an entire room full of people with like, <laughs> with my brother. Oh, good to see you again. Like, how do you manage that? I'm really curious about where she goes this season. And I'm curious who, what Maisie William did it. Okay, and Brian Jones thinks best line is when John asks if we use needle. She's like, once or twice. Also a really good line. <laughs> there were a lot of good lines. There was good lines. I don't want to downplay the, the, the one-liners. A couple didn't work for me. There, I guess there were a lot that worked. Okay. Um, shall we go to King's Landing? King's Landing. Okay. Euron and Cersei. Euron and Cersei and Yara. Euron got some screen time. We he, did. We've never really spent quality time with him. Do you want to spend quality time with Euron, though? 
Because I don't. I mean, Cersei sure as hell doesn't. Like <laughs> She had to be real talked about. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I want all the characters to pop. So I, <laughs> I, I, I think we should spend quite time with them. And I, I like that Euron had a scene with Yara just uh, talking to her. Mm-hmm. Like, not the most memorable thing in the world, but it's good to have like him in a, a quieter situation. Yeah. He does seem like the most arrogant man we've ever met. I, I can buy that, what Cersei said to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like him. I, I, I like the energy that Pilo Ashbeck brings to the show. Um, I liked his, uh, Yeah, I liked him this week. I thought he was entertaining. Yeah, I mean... I don't know what else to say. <laughs> like, yeah, the, but the interaction to me that stood out was not Yara and Euron, but Yara and uh, Theon. Yes, okay, go on. That was good. Because you said it seemed like it was a goodbye, and I don't think it looks like a goodbye. Yeah, so, okay, so, you know, yeah, so, so Theon rescues Yara from Euron's ship. He mm-hmm. takes her aboard. I guess he steals another ship. They're always stealing ships, these ironborn people. Um, and then Theon and Yara have a, another goodbye hug. So many hugs this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yara's kind of like, you want to go to the Starks? Go, go. You can go to fight the North. Um, I guess the question that we were talking about, and I'm wondering what you guys think, was that the last time we will see Yara Greyjoy? No. Why not? Because you're not... That, first of all, she's got a role to play still. Like, you have to have all of the cards in the deck if we're dealing with what we're dealing with here, the White Walkers and everything. So Yara's going to come back at some point. I don't think that she has a lot of time left, but... She's definitely, you know, we talked about like season or episode four is when the John and Danny thing is going to go off. Right. I would say maybe episode five, you could see Yara come back. She's the type of character where we had some screen time in the, in the premiere. You know, she's there. Sure. She kind of fades into the background and then gets called up back to the forefront when action starts to happen. So I don't think we've seen the last of Yara. I hope not. I like her character a lot and I'm hoping get on. I hope you get more of her. How about Bronn? That was unexpected. Unexpected, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, A. He also had I, one I of the good they, lines in the show, too. Which one? He's oh, like that, 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 that effing family. family. Yeah. We probably shouldn't swear. Maybe we can. It's Game know. of Thrones. Like, you, you know, you all know, you've all seen swearing. You saw uh, it just now. This is Take the Black After Dark. Let's go. Take the Black React. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I never know what to do. But yeah, so Bronn in a whorehouse, full on. I guess they just had to get in mm-hmm. some Game of Thrones nudity. Oh yeah, with three women. Oh, did you catch by the way? One of them were talking about what the dragon, the Lannisters, and then one of the one prostitute said, um, "Eddie came back and his eyebrows are singed off." Hundred percent Ed Sheeran reference because <laughs> he was in the Lannister army. That is a little wow, a little Easter egg there. Easter egg callback. I didn't <laughs> yes. I didn't pick up on that, but now I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, I want to, like, yeah, you know, Eddie, they're absolute, that's absolutely <laughs> what we're talking about. Because that was, like, a whole big stink, and it was, like, whatever, and it was so stupid. But, yeah, that was that. So, Ed Sheeran kind of came back a little bit in this episode, and I'm happy for it. Um, Bronn is being quoted by Cersei to go kill the Lannister brothers. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on this development? Um, well, it's not wholly unexpected, because Cersei's kind of off a rocker. But the question is whether or not Bronn actually goes through and does it. Like, well, I mean, what's, what's Bronn's end game here? Like, what's his angle? Money. Well, Which yeah. Which is a castle and a wife. I feel like he, he's come so far in the series that it's going to be a Han Solo situation where he's going to be met with, what do you want? Your riches and your wives and mm-hmm. your castle and everything that you've wanted this entire time? Or are you going to kill Jamie? Well, if he kills Jamie, he gets all that stuff. I know. But I don't think he's going to. Or at least to. kill Tyrion. I guess kind I don't of think, but I don't. I brothers. think I think that's when Bronn's heart grows five sizes too big. Oh, I hope not. Uh, it's, you can see that coming, though. He's got that kind of arc. This is a game of no. Wait, I don't know. Bronn has been pretty consistent. Bronn 
worked for Tyrion. He could have fought for him in the trial by combat. He didn't because he's like, look, I could, but I'll probably die. And your sister offered me a lot of money. And then he got it. And then Jamie took him away. I mean, Kyber had a point. Jamie and Tyrion have both not made good on their promises to Bronn. Maybe he tries the other Lannister sibling. He could. I, I don't know. I, I think this is the kind of show that doesn't have to uh, have a come to Jesus moment. Like you can just let a character be a selfish climber. And Bronn has always wanted above all to rise in the world. And if that means killing Tyrion with a crossbow, just hilarious. Um, That's true. But I think that the way that Bronn goes is that he finally has his come to Jesus moment and is going <laughs> to do the right thing and then instantly dies. So he finally becomes a good person and it's his ultimate undoing. Maybe. That could be fun, too. I'd be for that. As long as there's some irony. I love the irony. Okay, a couple more bits. Um, let's just talk briefly about the Sansa. Didn't... Okay, so the Northerners, including Sansa, mm-hmm. kind of at their head, are not too psyched about Daenerys being um, in the mix. I, yeah. I, I love the first bit where Masande and Grey Worm are riding on the horses and the Northerners are looking up at them like, who are you weirdos? <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit like a, like a racist Northerners. A little bit. <laughs> it struck that. And, uh, you know, obviously Sansa, not a fan of this development. What do you think of that? Oh, I'm not surprised she's not a fan of this development. She's right. got direct competition now. I mean, yes. that's why she's so pissed off at John because he's, she's like, why did you bend the knee? Because you were trying to save the North or because you're thinking with something else. And she has a point. Like, she has a great point. She I, has an app. She absolutely has a point because and, I don't know what John's, where John's head is. I mean, oh, he, he's definitely in deep. I mean, other, you know, because when, because when Sam was like, you know, she killed my father and brother and he's like, yeah, but I where do, the same. Where do his girlfriend. ideals begin to blur? Because he does have a very well-defined vision of titles don't matter. This is all mm-hmm. existential, you know, crap that doesn't matter. Right. Because the White Walkers are coming. So he's very right with that, and he's dug in in that right, point of view. But he also has, he, it's now bleeding over into, he's using that reasoning to say, oh, you know, it, it sucks to suck that your dad and your brother got cooked by Daenerys. Yes. But, so when does that become a problem? The, I'm unsure that the, the confrontation is going to be John versus Danny. I think it's going to be John is so in Danny's corner mm-hmm. that he's sacrificing everything, and it's turning people like Sam against and Sansa against him. And there were other things. Like, there was, like Sansa had the note like saying, oh, this one northern house? Yeah, they're not coming. Like, why do you think they're not coming? It's because there's Daenerys here, the yeah. Targaryen who killed all their family members back in, well, not. Sure, her father did anyway. Because I don't. I wonder how well it's going to go over when he says he's a Targaryen. I mean, again, I doubt. I don't think he would say it. My guess is Sam leaks it. But that's yeah, my guess. Sam leaks. It's going to get out. Sa- it, come on, yeah, drama, Sam leaks drama. it, and then we're dealing with a situation where John's so far in, in into Danny's corner, right mm-hmm. or wrong, that he then owns it, and then you've completely opened up the can of worms with Sansa and with. Sam with everything, the Lannister, you, they're going to get involved with this. Like, I'm not sure how, but yeah, it's going to be good. I mean, well, they're going to have to. This is a situation everybody's going to have to deal with. Well, I mean, like Cersei's original plan was to just stick around down south, let them fight the dead and just kill each other. But I mean, I don't know. She has a giant army. You figure they'll get in there at one point. I wonder if Euron will like have influence on her because now he's in there and he could uh, do some damage in King's Landing. Maybe, um, I don't know, lean on her or something? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if Cersei can have be influenced by anybody. She could be killed. She could be. But that, I, I feel like she's far more important than Euron. If Euron finds a way to kill Cersei, I think that's but a hey, cop-out. Twist. 
twist. It would be a plot twist. Would be. All right, there's more to discuss. Let's hit um, the scene with Tormund and Ed and Beric. Uh, I yeah. thought this was pretty gruesomely effective, the finding a young Ned Umber. Style. You thought so? Yeah, yeah. it was very true detective Yeah, yeah, I could see it. Yeah. And there was that shot where, I think it was, I don't know, Tormund or somebody, and you saw the kid in the background speared to a wall. You could see his eyes were a little bit blue. Yep. And I was like, oh, no, Tormund, it's going to get you. And then it did. I thought, that was, I thought that was great. I thought that was a nice and horror movie-esque. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's a hell of a message to, for the night for the Night King to send. Yeah. Like my God, that was. A, what were all of those things? Like, what does that symbol mean? What is that limbs. symbol? Well, if you, like that symbol has been from the beginning. Like the White Walkers always make that symbol when they kill people. Okay. They make like stuff in the. They arrange. What's that? Oh, maybe Targaryen symbol. Maybe yeah, a little bit. I mean, they've always made spirals in the snow. Like the very first episode, they find dead body parts arranged beyond the wall in a spiral. And they mm-hmm. do that a bunch of times throughout the series. So that's consistent. We've seen that before. And it's also the, tri- the symbol that uh, the children of the forest have on their little cave paintings. So will we find out what it means finally? Is it the Targaryen symbol? Because it kind of looks round? I don't know. Could be. I mean, I don't know. You're the expert. I'm asking you. I have no idea. So. It's, it's, it's definitely the, the spiral they've been making all, all, all show. But... um. I'm curious if we'll find out if there's more to it. It was, but right now, it was all it was was yeah. Though. It was just it good. was grotesque, and yeah. it was a hell of a burning message children. To send. Always, uh, well, the night yeah with the night king move. and children, not a good mix. No, ever. It's just I mean, just on film, it's always to, to 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 kill a child. I mean, it's always like a, a place you it's risky to go. I don't know, but if it's you want to, if you want to freak somebody out, this, the, the, oh, the screams. screams were screwed up too. Kids scream burning. Yeah, it's horrible. But I do like the flex. It was, a, it was a hell of a flex by the Night King just to be like, here you go. I'm here in the background, which again, the theme of the entire show is that he's just there in the background. But I do like we were kind of reminded in a not so subtle way. Yeah, that's also that uh, Dan Trenton points out the spiral where the Night King was created of stones and trees. That spiral recurs a lot. It's definitely a recurring yeah. thing in, this, in the show. So don't worry. They're going somewhere with that. Okay. Anything else you all want to talk about? We've talked about a lot of topics. I thought it was a great episode. I mean, it, it wasn't a th- like a thrill a minute. I don't think it needs to be. I don't no, think it, it should be. Good. It was solid. This is a part one to a six-part final season. Mm-hmm. What else do you all want to talk about, if anything? Yes, poor Lord Umbridge, Julie. I agree. <laughs> what? Lord Umbridge. Lord Umber. Umber, whatever. That's the kid. Its name is Umberjock. Umber. Okay. You can get it right. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> this crap matters. Yeah, I, th- I think we hit more or less everything. Should I call them wildings? It was that, because that, that's what they are. They're wildlings. I know, but I'm just, I'm saying it not to piss you off. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> it's, I mean, you can. I'll stab you with this fake knife. <laughs> the fake knife with the candles. <laughs> what a setting. All right. So I don't think we fast. missed anything. I don't think we missed anything. Pretty much not. I, I enjoyed that Cersei was pissed off about there not being elephants. That was cute. Northern racists. Yeah, pretty much everything. What are you looking forward to next episode? Well, it certainly seems like if anybody watched the preview that Jamie and Danny are going to have a moment. Yeah, so that'll be, be fun. That's going to be fun and not at all contentious. That'll be great. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, this is the battle lines are going to be are starting to get drawn because we have everybody's been a little bit kumbaya with, you know, well, I mean, really. there's the simmering drama where we've got some shade getting thrown between Danny and Sansa. And there's, you know, Jamie and Bran had their moment where Jamie was like, oh, that's the kid that I pushed out the window. Oops. 
But now we're going to get into a situation. Like Tyrion is, he's both struggled with this in past seasons: loyalty to Jamie and loyalty to Daenerys and Jon. Like, yeah, totally. Where do his loyalties lie? Now we're going to be bumped up against it, where Danny is directly saying, "I've been waiting to get the guy who mm-hmm. killed my father. Now I got him." What are we going to do about this? Where John then is going to have to politic, and where's Tyrion lie? Because that's directly. I bet Brienne plays a part. She'll stump for Jamie. Well, that's splitting. That's splitting Tyrion down the middle because he's yes. got Jamie on one side, and then he's got Danny on the other, and then John's in the middle here. And we've got this whole thing. Like this is. I'm, well, I mean, I'm no, it's kind of it's kind of what Sam said. Like you know, Daenerys wants all these Northerners to forgive her family for admittedly things she didn't do. Her father did horrible things, but I mean, she's asking them for forgiveness. Can she forgive? This man who has turned a new leaf. I mean, we know that. I don't know if she knows that. But Tyrion can vouch for him. And uh, I like the question Sam asked. So John gave up his crown to protect his people. Would an heiress do the same? So far, she hasn't. Well, I mean, she doesn't know that's an option. No, but it's like in the course of her character arc, she is the gravitational pull. Like everything comes to Danny. Right. Danny he never gives anything. When was the last time Danny went out and gave something to somebody? I mean, she gave freedom to all those slaves. She did, but what did they then do? They were free. And they, <laughs> the implication that you get to serve Danny. Like, this is, you join the army, yes, the unsullied, sir. and all this kind of stuff. Like, there's, Danny does not give. I disagree. Danny wants to give prosperity and peace to the Seven Kingdoms. She just wants to burn a lot of people to do it. And there you go. The, the dichotomy of her. It's going to be tricky. Yeah. It's going to be a tricky. Like, we just read that book passage in The Clash of Kings for A Song yeah. of Dan and Josh, which is every Wednesday, but not for the next six, um, where she stays with her handmaiden who's dying in the red waist for like a whole day, just like mm-hmm. holding her hand until she dies, then moves on. She's a compassionate queen. But there, she's also. There's compassion inside, but it's also. There's, it's shrouded in a lot of angst. It is. She's a, she's a complicated lady, and I'm looking forward to seeing how these personalities clash. And I'm sure, and what's the great thing is, into the midst of all this clash is going to walk the army of the dead. Oh, yeah. Which is going to be, my prediction really quick, is that they're going to argue, argue, argue. The army that's going to be upon them, they're going to be distracted by the arguing to the point that they lose whatever big battle is coming. And it's going to be really brutal. People are going to die. I don't know exactly who. It's people with names. No one really died in this one except Ned Umber. And it's just gonna it's just gonna be so dramatic, it's gonna tear my heart out and I can't wait to see it all. I do like that nobody died except our friend Ned Umber. And some Ned. random people on Euron's ship with like oh god, like Theon butted an axe in his face and he like uh, took it out. Yeah, that was All right, prop department, get it. That was intense. <laughs> but I do like that we kind of had this whole setup, everybody's expecting these things to happen, these big moments to happen, and it's the last season, people are gonna die in every single episode and we're we have five left now. Five left. Five left. And nobody, nobody big died. So wait for it. Wait for it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. That was the first episode of Take the Black React. We'll be here every Sunday after each episode to break it down. Oh, God, it's going to be an emotional time. We hope you'll join us. And uh, five to go. And then Game of Thrones is over forever. Don't miss it. Every Sunday after the episode. Thanks, guys, for watching. Adios. Adios.